Blog Talk Radio. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, my brothers and sisters. Once again, my name is Evangelist Ty T.C. Nelson, and this is The Real Rap. And we are on Purpose Kingdom Network, and this is our 1,341st episode. Hallelujah. Before we get started, we got to do as I love to do, bring the Lord into place. So we're going to take a few minutes of prayer. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father God, we come in spirit and truth, Father God, just to praise you, worship you, and give you your glory. To give you thanks for this day, Father God, your mercy and grace and your protection and your wisdom that guides us through, Father God, to this moment in time, Father God. I come now, Father God, asking to denounce me, Father God, and pour in your full spirit, Father God, that your words that you have written, Father God, and your message that you seen, that you want to go out, will go out to our people, Father God, and will enrich in their souls, Father God, and give them encouragement, Father God, and give them wisdom, Father God, and defeat in Lucifer, Father God. We want to give you the glory, give you the honor, give you all the praise for this day, Father God. We give you thanks only in the name of Jesus. We claim the victory over Lucifer. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah, my brothers and sisters. We must learn how to fight in this spiritual warfare, warfare that we are in. Lucifer is an opponent that never sleeps, takes vacation, or takes breaks. With his tools of temptation and influences, he hopes to destroy, or for better words, demolish what God has made, us. Through God's words, through God's words flows his wisdom that opens our spiritual eyes to Lucifer, Satan the devil, who is an evil, this wisdom of God that will open your spiritual eyes to a world you thought that was only in movies. Okay, hallelujah, it was a movie. That's my place for a minute. <laughs> here, on the, here on the real rap, Lucifer is revealed for what he really is, nothing. And in Jesus' name, tonight's lesson will build your spiritual weapons with my three wise men. Hallelujah. When, 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 when hard times hit me like a ton of bricks and I feel like I can't go on, I stop and think about my three wise men. The first one is King David and how he had to run, to his, had to run, for, had to run for protection to his enemies from King Saul who was trying to kill him, I start to think of all the things he had to go to, he had to face, things like talking trash on him, you know, people threatening his life day in and day out, doing stupid things to him and his personal things. When I think on how he had, then I think on how he could, couldn't do a thing to stop the madness. All he could do was call on, call on God for strength guidance, protection, and most important, how to apply God's word. The second man is Job. Here, a man that was obedient to God. He did as God commanded him, and God tested him like God tested us by allowing Lucifer, Satan, to put his hands on Job, Job's family, his character, and his health. 
Now, God allowed Lucifer to touch Job. He just couldn't kill Job. That God was not having. But Job never gave up on God, even when his so-called friends gave him bad advice and Job's wife told him to curse God and die. And the pain from the boils that Lucifer, Satan, the devil um, fell all over his body, placed, or placed on Job's body from Job's head to toe, but Job, but Job through all of that stood on God's words. Forgive me, brothers and sisters. My third man is Jesus Christ. Amen. Since, since the time of Jesus' birth from a virgin woman, he was made to die for mankind. He, Jesus, walked with people. He, Jesus, ate at their houses. He, Jesus, held the sick and raised the dead. He, Jesus, even caused cast, cast out demons from the possessed ones, all in the name of the Father who arts in heaven. Then, like out of nowhere, they turned their backs on Jesus, turned Jesus over to the Roman soldiers that beated Jesus, kicked out his teeth, whipped Jesus with a whip that had hooks at the end that pulled out flesh and blood. These hooks they had on them, let me these hooks so you can get a better understanding. The whip they had on there had this leverage like on the end of the whip had these metal hooks on them. Something like you would see on... They were used for a well, had one end and had a big hook on the end. So every time the hook lashed in the Jesus and he pulled the whip out, it would pull out flesh and rip him open. This is why we say we are covered through his stripes and his blood. Amen. They laughed at Jesus and made fun of Jesus before Jesus even got to the cross. Then I think of all the things that happened as Jesus transformed on the mountain, like Luke 28 and 36 tells us Jesus was praying and the appearance of Jesus' face was altered and his robe became white and glistening. And in verse 35 of 35, a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son. Hear him. Knowing all these, knowing all this was going to happen to him. Jesus knew all this was going to happen to him and he still was obedient to God's commandments. As Jesus was on the cross, they still made fun of Jesus. Jesus knew he had to save us from us. Jesus knew that he had to stand against Lucifer and his mind-twisting games of temptation and his attacks and forms of influence. Influence is, what, is, is, is tangible. When Lucifer will put you with, temptation is the thought. Influence is the, is, is the tangible item that he's trying to make you think that's going to join you with God. He's going to put in front of you so you can go after it now. It's not no longer a thought. It's right there in front of you. Now what you're going to do is what Lucifer was saying. These three wise men taught me so much on how to be a real kingdom man, how to be obedient, loving, and a doer of God's words, how to stand on God's words, and how to apply them in situations how to pray in good and bad times. Think about, think about Job and David and Jesus. They all had bad times. They taught me how to fight against Lucifer and his temptations and his influences when it comes to people, places, and things. They was, uh, the will to stand up for God and to go through hell to help someone out, to teach others how to fight against Lucifer, 
and to teach and to teach them God and teach them that God has a plan for them. <clears throat> Seeing what these three men faced and how God was there to bring them out of all their trouble through their prayers, faith, and obedience. And this is what helps me to be a this is what helps me to be like King David of prayer. Job, a man of faith, and King Jesus, the obedient son. Amen. Now, let's look, let's, let's take, let's, now let's look, let's talk about, let me read it right, let's talk about what makes these men the way they are. King David and King Saul starts, story starts when David was Saul's armor bearer. Saul was a king over all Israel. And the king, and the thing about Saul was he allowed his fear of the people to make, to, to make him be disobedient to the voice of God. The prophet Samuel was sent by God to Saul for, was sent to Saul because of Saul's disobedience. Lord, the Lord regretted he had made Saul king over the Israels. In 1 Samuel, verses 15, Chapter 15, sorry, we read it right. In First Samuel, chapter 15, verses 20 and 21, is Saul's defending his actions. Let me go again. Verse 20, and the word of God says, And Saul said to Samuel, But I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and gone on the mission on which the Lord sent me and brought back Agar, king of Adam, king of Achmites. I'm trying to, please, please forgive me, brothers and sisters. These names, if you read the word of God and the names of these people, we'll get your tongue twisted up. We're going to try to, in Jesus' name, get it right for y'all. The Adamites, that's what I mean. I have utterly destroyed the Adamites, but the best things, but the best of the things which should have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice to the Lord, your God, in Galilee, and in Galilee. <laughs> and Galga. So here Saul was here Saul is trying to defend himself. God sent Saul out on a mission. The mission that God sent Saul on was to destroy the king in verse and and when we go to let me give you a real quick cap on this. In verse in chapter first Samuel fifteen is where Saul was sent out to kill the king Agar. I got some proper plans, A G A. A G A G, Edgar, of a person that right. But he was sent to destroy his kingdom. He was disobedient to God. God gave Saul specific orders to destroy everything, and Saul did not do that. So here, this is Saul trying, trying to defend his actions. But when we go to, go to um, where's he at right here? When we go to First uh, Samuel, sorry, when we go to First Samuel, Verses 15, chapter 15, verse 22 to 23. This is Apostle Samuel, Samuel's correction on Saul's defense. And it reads, so Samuel said, has the Lord so, if I can see it, there we go. Has the Lord so great delight in burnt offering and sacrifice as as in obeying, as in obeying the voice of the Lord, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and and, and to heed than the fat of lamb. 
For rebellion is as the sin of a of witchcraft, and stubbornness is a is is as iniquity and idleness. Because you have rejected the word of the of the Lord, He has also rejected you from king from being king. So here, like I said, God sent Samuel to let Saul know he, how he felt about not being doing what God had told him to do. In verses 24 of 1 Samuel 15 is Saul's um, spiritual eye opener. When, when Saul says, 24, yeah, verse 24, Saul says, Then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned. For I have transgressed the commandments of the Lord and your words before I feared, before because let me read it right because I feared the people and obeyed and, and obeyed their voice. So because of his fear of the people, he did what they wanted them him, them to do rather than what God had wanted them to do. And the whole moral story that is when God sends you to do something. No matter who is around and what they think and what they say is irrelevant to what God sent you to do. As in verse 35 tells you the Lord's feelings on Saul's action. And verse 34 says, Then Saul went to Ram and Saul and Samuel, I'm sorry, and Samuel went to Ram and Saul, went up to his house in Deborah of Saul. And Samuel was no more, went no more to see Saul until the day of his death. Nevertheless, Samuel mourned for Saul, and the Lord regretted that he had made Saul king over Israel. That's the thing about that. When God is asking you to do something and God is sending you to go do something, you never, as Apostle Paul would say, we have to discipline ourselves, discipline our flesh to be obedient to the word of God. When God says you to do something, this is God enticing you to carry out what he needs. When you don't do that, God regrets Not it's simply regret that we do, but it's his regret is why I wish you would have done that rather than not, rather than I sit and sit. You know what I mean? God wants you to be obedient to his word. We must understand, yes, God is love. But he has a wrath and will lay a, dis, a, a, a distressed spirit on you. Distress meaning affliction, suffering. And here, we, and here is where David comes in the picture. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, verses 14 to 23, the word of God reads, The spirit of the Lord departed from Saul because of what Saul, because of his disobedience. And a distressed spirit from the Lord, spirit came from the Lord, troubled him. And Saul's servant said to him, surely a distressed spirit from God is, is troubling you. Let a minister, let our master now command your servant who are before you to seek out a man who is um, skillful, prayful, skillful prayer on the heart. And it's shall be that when he plays with his hands, when the distressed spirit from God is upon you, and you shall be well. So Saul said to his servants, provide me now 
a man who a man who can pray can play well and bring him to me. Then one of the servants answered him, answered and said, Look, I have seen I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehem, who is skillful in playing and mighty man of valor, a man of war, prudent in speech, and a, and a handsome person, and the Lord is with him. Therefore Saul sent message to Jesse and said, Send me your son David, who is with the sheep. And Jesse took a donkey, loaded it with bread and skin of wine and a young goat, and sent them by his son David to Saul. So David came to Saul and stood before him, and he loved him greatly, and he became his armor bearer. Then Saul sent Jesse, saying, Please let David stand before me, for he has found favor in my sight. And so it was whenever the Spirit from God was upon Saul that David would play the harp and play it with his hand, then Saul will become refreshed and well and well, and the distressed spirit would be would depart from him. <laughs> now, we have to jump some years ahead now. When David and Jonathan, Saul's son, and Saul coming back from a battle. Here is where Saul begins to resent David, all because the women of Saul's kingdom, where he was king, had had a song that gave more praises to David, a servant of Saul, rather than him, the king. <clears throat> and you know that got, got him angry. I mean, you got to think about it. They ride back on this horse, and everybody coming into town, you know, they, they got it back in. They, they just got through this battle, you know what I mean? And they feeling good about themselves. You know, the king right there, you know, the king got his chest all poked out. Everybody like, yeah, everybody started screaming. They start coming closer and closer to the castle and the kingdom. It's hard. He's like, yeah, we're coming back with this big victory. Yeah, the king sitting there riding up on that mountain like, yeah, we did this. And as soon as we get in town, they start singing praise David more than him. You know David, I'm sorry, got mad. But you know you have to say to yourself, they, they're praising him more than me, the king. <laughs> you know when they, you know, when they were riding back, you know, this really got to him. In 1 Samuel chapter 18, verses 7, explains a little more. Where, where the guy says, like I said, they were coming to town. So the women sang <laughs> as they danced and sang and said, this, this is their song. Saul has slain his thousand and David his ten thousand. You gonna tell me that all this time, all this battle he's been through, that he ride into town and he starts hearing them singing praises to David? Now you imagine yourself as the king coming back from from a battle, you know, fought this battle. You don't believe you fought. I mean, it's proven that David Saul was in the fight. He didn't kill as many as David did, but he was in that fight. But him being the king above everybody, to him it didn't make a difference on how many people that David killed. He was battled. You should be praising him. After hearing that, you know Saul was off. He was hot, you know what I mean? But second, but um, 
Now, another time when David was playing, <clears throat> like, wait a minute, let me back up. I'm sorry. Let me back up. Like I said, you know he was mad, though, and verse, and, and uh, forgive me, Lord, right now, I'm just, things are just bobbing around on me, but 1 Samuel 18, verses 9 and 8 tells you how David, how Saul felt about that. Because the word of God says, then Saul was very angry, and he was, <clears throat> and the saying displeased him. And he said, they are according, they have accorded to David 10,000, and to me they have accorded only 1,000. Now, what's, what, what more can he have but the kingdom? So Saul I, so saw I, David, from that day and forth. From that, that day from there, he just, he just really didn't just, he didn't, he didn't, like I said, as the king, and you got just your servant riding and, and, your, and your people are praising the servant more than you, uh, you know, that's going, that's how that's going to make a person feel. And these time periods back in these days, these kings, you, that wasn't really something that was, you should really doing. <laughs> now, another time David played the heart for Saul when a distressed period came upon him, came from the Lord upon Saul. When, dog, when, when David was playing, the distressed spirit leaves. But one time when David was playing, the respect that the distressed spirit came upon Saul. When we think of doing someone harm, in that sort, you are prophesizing, hoping that the future holds death or harm for them. As First as Samuel 18, 10 to 11 says, the word of God leaves. I'm going like the word of God reads, and it happened on the next day that the distressed spirit from God came upon Saul, and the prophecy, and he prophesied inside his house. So David played music with his hands at the, at, as he'd done other times. But there was a, a spring in Saul's hands, a spear, I'm sorry, it was a spear in Saul's hands. And Saul cast the spear, for he said, I will pin David to the wall. But David escaped the presence twice. He sat there. The distressed spirit left him when God's spirit left him. But here, this is one of saying that the spirit, while David was playing, the spirit came upon him. That's the way that God is showing you. When you got choice, you got to mind your thoughts. When we start thinking evil thoughts and doing evil plans, this is when these evil spirits, distressed spirits come upon us. You're calling for the spirit, as Saul did. Even though David was playing the heart, he told Saul's spirit was calling for the stinking evil, so it allowed the spirit to come in. And that's what God is pointing out. There's things that we do that we allow demons to come in. This is how, like I said, this is how demons come in sometimes. When God took his spirit off of Saul, the distressed spirit came upon Saul. When God's spirit moved from, from when God's spirit moves from you, demons attack right away. It's Saul's spirit that was brought that brought the distressed spirit on him. But when we give our free will to them, demons, things like verse eleven happen. Look, look at the world today. For for this reason. David fled to his enemies just to be made fun of as 2 Samuel 21, 10, and 11 tells 
You know, you're leaving from one spot. You're supposed to be this type dude and all this. And here it is. You running from one spot to run to your enemies. It's like, wow. The word of God says in chapter 21, verses 10, then David arose and fled that day from beside Saul. And he went to Ash. Ash I guess that's what it's called. He went to Ash, the king of Gath. And the servant of Ash said to him, is this not David, the king of the land? Did they not sing to him, to the one, to the other, and dance? Wait, maybe they dance. Wait, did they not sing to him? Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Of him, the one, another, and danced, saying, Saul has slain his thousand, and David his ten thousand. That's just making right there, just going to your enemy's camp and just like pointing. You know how that is. You know how your enemy try to make fun of you and want to do things and just to bring out bad things. You know, oh, you're supposed to be this person. Oh, I thought you was. My second wise man is Job. Here, Lucifer wants to play. Lucifer wants to prove God wrong, so he comes up with this plan. If he could get Job to curse God because Job, because God said we can, we can, we can withstand anything Lucifer tries to do to us. Remember, Lucifer is the spirit of pride, and this made him mad. Lucifer attacked Job's character, seeing how he was walking back and forth on the earth as the as the son of God, as the sons of God was called to the presence of themselves before the Lord, Lucifer also came along. God called in the assembly of the angels to come to him, and here Lucifer was right there, is what Job explains to him. Oh, amen, amen. Okay, let me make my song right. Keep myself before the Lord that being of all knowledge knew what Lucifer, Satan, the devil, and evil spirit was up to by thinking he could get Job to curse God. And Job 1 and 8 tells us what God said to Lucifer about his hidden plan. So 1 and 8, the word of God says, then the, then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? And oh, that there is none like him on earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. That's God bragging on you. And and, and, and when God starts bragging on us to Lucifer, you know he really, really does not like that. But who cares what Lucifer don't like? And just as pride, as just as pride do what it do, it blinds us and out of pride, Satan answered God in verse 9 and 12 of Job 1 recorded. And the word of God says, And Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hinge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the works of his hand, and his passion and his possessions have increased. In the land, but now stretch out thy hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said, he would, so he would curse him to his face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that has, all he has, 
is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. So that was God right there saying, you know, like I said, God knew what Lucifer was trying to do. That's why God said, how you thought about my servant? Lucifer said, yeah, I thought about the dude, but look, I got your hands around him. So God said, all right, touch all that, but not help, you know? And that's what God is saying. After seeing Job still standing strong, Lucifer goes, goes after Job's help. And Brother Lucifer goes after his health, as Job 2 and 4 and 5 explain. So Satan attacked, so Satan, so Satan answered the Lord and said, skin of skin, yes. All that a man has, he will give for his life. But stretch your hand, stretch out your hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will surely curse you to your face. As like and as like the first time, Lucifer heads out trying to prove himself right as in verses 6 and 7 of Job 2 tells us. And the Lord, and the word of God says, And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, he is in your hands, but spare his life. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and shook, and, and shook Job with pain, with pain, bull, pain, painful bulls from his, from his sole of his feet to the crown of his head. This goes to show you how much Lucifer really, really takes us, how really Lucifer has no care for us, how Lucifer looks at us, looks at us as pawns to do his will, to do whatever he wants to do his thing. You know what I'm saying? From friends are friends are to give us good advice. But sometimes they just don't understand. As Job's friends' advice, they could have kept it. But when the Spirit of God is on you, you can hear the difference in their tongue. As Job 16, 1 and 5 explains. Job 16, 1 and 5. And the words, Job 16, 1 and 5. And the word of God says, Then Job answered and said, I have heard many such things. Mm. Wait a minute. I'm, I'm sorry. I have heard many. Come on, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, help me, help me, help me. I have heard, thank you, Lord. I have heard many such things. Miserable comforters are you all. Let's see. So, so words of wine so words of wind have an end, or what provokes you that you that you answer? I also could speak as you do. If your soul were in my soul's place, I could heap up words against you and shake your head and shake my head at you. But I would strengthen. But I would strengthen you with my mouth. And the comfort of my lips would reveal, will relieve your grief. Here Job is saying, 
We have to have, when we speak and cut someone or, or someone's going through something, we have to have words of encouragement to them. No one wants to go through something and hear someone giving them bad advice, putting them down, and, and just not giving out something that's going to help them up. We have to be mindful of when we go through something, we want to hear words of encouragement. So does someone else. And we have to be the ones to give these words of encouragement for people to build them up. Because this is what, we, this is what God holds us accountable for doing for others. We can't look down our nose when someone's going through something. We can't talk bad about them. We're supposed to be there to help them. Because one thing God always remembers, always wants us to remember is someday, somewhere, somehow, we're going to be in the shoes of needing help too. You're going to have a distress come up to them. You're going to have a problem. And you're going to have friends come up to you. This will tell you the real quality and, and the character of a friend. And my brother Mike London, if I'm going through something, that brother will let me know whether, if I'm right or wrong. Not, don't care how it is. If I'm wrong, he let me know if I'm wrong. If I'm right, I got my back. That's a friend. Somebody that's going to back you up when you're wrong and let you know you're wrong. Let you know that you are wrong with what you're doing and will give you words. And especially when a person comes with you with the word of God to correct you, and you say you're walking with God, the God, then that correction needs to be made. Seriously. You know? My third and final wise man, of course, is Jesus Christ, my rock. And sacrifice. Let's, let's, let's look at the word sacrifice because that's what he did. He sacrificed. And sacrifice is the act of depriving oneself of something for the sake of 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 atoning or atoning some goal for some for the sake of someone else. Excuse me. Let me read it again. <laughs> Had a burp trying to come out. The act of depriving oneself for something for the sake of obtaining obtaining a goal for something for the sake of someone else. Just doing anything for someone else. When we when some of us act when someone asks you something about Jesus, if you can't remember anything to say, think of the meaning of sacrifice. For no man nor woman has made a sacrifice as Jesus. You see, before he was sacrificed on the cross, his first sacrifice, his first sacrifice was to be born through God's creation. For we are lower than Christ. He allowed himself to become human. For Hebrews 10 and 5, 10, Hebrews 10, 5, and 10, speaks about the body that was prepared for Jesus. And the word of God said, therefore, when he came into the world, he said, sacrifice and offerings you did not deserve, but a body you have prepared for me, and burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin you have no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, there I come. In the volume, in the volume of the book that was written of me to do your will, O God. So here Jesus is, 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 is saying to him, I'm gonna go down, it's paraphrasing what the word of God is saying, but God prepared a body for him to come through. So it was already planned in God's plans for Jesus to come down here at this time period to do what he did for us. Because Jesus is telling you, all right, look, I'm going to go down and fulfill the volume of a book that was written about me, Matthew. And you can book it is, um, and Isaac, always, Isaac, book of Isaac definitely just prophesizing about Jesus. 
all the way, all the, almost all the way through. So Jesus said, I'm going to go to Priscilla's props. He knew that sitting in heaven, just from him sitting in heaven, he knew we needed him. Sacrifice and burnt offering was the law of cleaning for sins. But man in his free will, and you know, Jesus sitting up in heaven seeing how mankind from century to century just letting God down. Hebrews 10, 13, and 18 speaks on Jesus waiting. Hebrews 10, 13 to 18, which is right. Excuse me, brother, since I had it marked out, but now at least we want to try to put it to your eyes. Uh-huh. There it is. Word of God says, from the time waiting till the enemy of to the time waiting till his enemies are made his footstools, for by one offering he was perfect, he was perfected forever. Forever those who are being sanctified. But the Holy Spirit also witnessing to us, for after he had said before, for some reason I just can't, my eyes are not working and I can't see properly right now. I'm, I'm saying blurry. Please, please forgive me. My eyes are getting blurry on me. I know that this was trying to stop this, but God going to help me out. All right, let's go back. All right. We'll go back to 13. From the time waiting till his enemies are made his footstool, for by one offering he, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. But the Holy Spirit also gives witness to us, for after he has been, after he has said, after he had said before, this is the covenant that I will make with them. Before those, before those days, at me, man, forgive me. Oh, Lord, come on, Lord, help me out. Help my eyes out, please. Help my eyes out. I can't see right now. This is the covenant that I will make with thee, make with them after these days, says the Lord. I will put my law into their hearts and in their minds. I will write, write, I will write them. Then... He added, their, their sins will and their law, lawless deeds will be, will be remembered no more. Now we are, now where there is remission and for those, there is no longer an offering of sin. Oh, man. I don't find it weird that people turned their backs on Jesus, how they, how they made fun of Jesus, beat Jesus because they, the soldiers didn't believe in him or what Jesus had to say. That's how we are, that's how we're covered through the blood, shed it from what, Jesus, from what the soldiers did to Jesus. Remember, what sacrifice, remember what sacrifice means. But if people could, but if people could see what Peter, John, and James seen on Transformation Mountain, as Luke nine twenty eight 
36 tells us. Uh, you have to forgive me. Like I said, right now, I don't know what it is, but my eyesight is not really working for me right now. I'm not really being able to see. So trying to read the word of God is like really, really small. I can't, I really can't see it right now for some reason. I'm praying for God to help me, but I really can't see these words. All right. We're going to fight through it, though. Have to fight through it. Can't give up. Luke 9, 28 and 36. And the word of God says, please, Lord, help me. Now, it came to pass about eight days after, after these singing, he took, he, had, he took Peter, John, and James and went up to the mountain to pray. As he prayed, the approaching... The appearance of his face was altered, and his robe became white and glossy. He behold, and behold, two men talked with him, who were Moses and Elijah, appeared in glory and spoke of his distress, which he was about to accomplish in Jerusalem. But Peter and those with him were heavily, were heavily with sleep and. When they were fully awakened, they saw his glory. His glory had, saw his glory, and the two men who stood with him. Then, at then it happened as as they were okay, as they were putting parting from him. They that Peter and Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to. Be here and let us make the tabernacle, free tabernacles, when one for one, one for Moses and one for Elijah, not knowing knowing what he said. <clears throat> While he was saying these, this, the clouds came and overhead, over overshadowed, overshadowed them. And they were feared as they entered the cloud. And a voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son, hear him. When the voice that came, Jesus was, <laughs> Jesus was found alone, but they kept quiet, told no one, un, in, no one in these days of they, any of the things they had seen. Oh, man. We're going to um, stop right now and call for the call of salvation. Oh, Lord Jesus. I'm, I don't know what it is, but I really cannot see right now. And that's really, really, really bothering me. I really cannot see. I don't know what it is. Like I said, you got to keep pushing through. Only Lucifer wants you to stop. This is a call of salvation for those who are seeking Christ. I don't, like I said right now, I, I can't really see nothing right now. Everything's blurry, and I don't know why, but so I'm going to go read this to you. This is um, Romans 10, 9, and 12. I have to read to you. I can see it. This is what the Word of God says. That if you confess with your mouth that Jesus, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has risen him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the Spirit, for the Scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For those 
For there is no no distinctions between Jew and Gentile. For the same Lord over over all is rich, all all in all is rich and all who call upon him. For whoever calls upon him, call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Father God, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus, Father God, to ask you, Father God, first, Father God, to give you praise and give you glory and hope that everything is going out properly, Father God. I come now, Father God, and asking you to open the door, Father God, for those who are seeking Jesus, Father God. Come now interceding against Lucifer and stopping them for a moment, Father God, so they can get a call out, Father God. Answer their prayers, Father God, and you always answer prayers, Father God. I know only you can do this, Father God. In Jesus' name, we give you the glory and praise. Amen. Now we'll call Pastor Toy on for the um, announcements. Hello? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We did truly enjoy that word coming from the Lord this evening, the three wise men. We thank and praise God for that word that came forth. We rebuke any tricks of the enemy because God, even though Satan tried to stop it, God's word is still powerful and came forth, and we thank and praise God for Evangelist Todd and the word and the message from the Lord this evening. We, by faith, are praising God for those who we believe gave their life to Christ this evening. We encourage you to find the Bible-believing, teaching, preaching sanctuary where you can grow in the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and heal from the trials and the tribulations of this world. But until you do, bless God, that's why he has Purpose Kingdom Network here for you. Please join us tomorrow evening at 9 p.m. right here on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. We will be broadcasting another word from the Lord. Amen. We would like to um, ask you to follow us if you choose on Facebook as well as on LinkedIn, we're at Purpose Kingdom. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. Please feel free to fill any comments, questions, suggestions, or concerns to us directly at PurposeKingdomNet at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, to pray with you, and to pray for you. Amen. Also, we would like to uh, invite you and to plant the seed now to join us for our end-of-the-year revival. We spend the last seven nights of the year in the presence of the Lord. We will be beginning on the 25th of December, and we will be going all the way through New Year's Eve. So we ask you to just come out and join in with us as we go into revival, bringing in the New Year and closing out the old year in the presence of the Lord. Our topic this year with all that we have been through is I'm Still Standing. Amen. And our theme scripture is Psalms 91 and 7. So we invite you to join in. If you check our social media pages, we will be updating with more information as it becomes available. Again, know that we love you with the love of Christ. We thank and praise God for each and every one of you, our listeners and faithful supporters. We thank you, Evangelist Todd. The ministry is back in your hands. Great word from the Lord. Amen.
this is what led Jesus to the cross. Jesus' death fulfilled God's will. When you're deep rooted, as as they were, as these three wise men are in God, it's like a strong tree. You see, on a hot summer day, it starts to give you shade, a cool breeze that runs around you. You know, you cleans your mind and everything. So in closing, Jesus and I want to leave you with a poem. And I pray that I can read it. <laughs> ah, successful. Oh, God. And this, poem, this poem that we wrote is called, What Kind of Tree Are You? There are many, there are many kinds of trees. And yes, trees have spiritual connections. A tree of life, a tree of wisdom. What kind of tree are you? There are trees that are cute to look at. What kind of tree are you? There are trees that bear good fruits. What kind of tree are you? There are trees that are that roots run deep that makes a real strong tree. What kind of tree are you? These trees get sheltered from the elements. Once again, we're asking, what kind of tree are you? When it rains, when when the rain falls down, <clears throat> these strong branches protect you from getting wet. What kind of tree are you? A strong tree, a strong tree, <laughs> say that three times fast, a strong tree that protects you from danger. What kind of tree are you? Jesus is a deep-rooted tree that protects, feeds, that's cute, love, a strong branch, arms, helps, suffers from dangers, gives wisdom, gives life. And if Jesus be in you, then you're that strong tree. So be the tree that Jesus made you to be, a deep-rooted, sheltering-giving, sheltering-giving, cute, loving, wise, helpful, protective, strong-armed, fruitful, blessed tree. Father God, we come to you in spirit and truth. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor, Father God. And give you thanks, Father God. I do pray, Father God, for what had happened since I pray that your message went out properly, Father God. And and, and, and then it will receive properly, Father God, in the name of Jesus. I thank you for helping me to get through it, Father God, for you will always be with us. You will never let us down. I do praise and I do pray, Father God, that this will get better for us, that this thing that Lucifer is doing will stop these attacks so I don't have any more problems on here, Father God. For you are the best in all of all, Father God, and I know you have the authority over him, and we claim it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Be blessed. Jesus bless. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose.